Welcome to Diner Talks with James. Slide into the booth and let's have conversations we never want to end with friends we never want to leave over food we probably shouldn't be eating. My friends, welcome to another episode of Diner Talks with James. I'm James, and I'm super pumped to be here with you all. Thank you so much for kicking it with me. Y'all, slide into the booth. I'm excited to have you. Friends, I think we're going to switch some stuff up here in Diner Talks in the next few weeks. I think we're going to take a little bit of a break, potentially. i got to talk to my podcast people, see what's happening, uh, because uh, we just got a lot of things happening in our lives right now. We're really excited. We're going to expand our business, uh, trying to expand our family. we got we got some things popping right now. Um, and so, But don't you worry. It won't be going too far. Uh, and as always, I want to hear your thoughts about what kind of episodes you want to hear? What kind of guests you want to hear? Are you enjoying the format that we've been exploring? So feel free to always let me know. I'm James at jamestrobo.com. That's the email address. I would love to hear from you. But enough about that. Let's talk about today and who we got here in the diner both right now my boy rich gassaway what's going on my man rich is widely considered the trusted authority on human factors situational awareness and the high risk decision making processes used in high stress high consequence work environments he served 33 years on the front lines as a firefighter emt paramedic company officer training officer fire chief emergency incident commander he's done a couple of things his skin has been in a few risky places his doctoral research included the study of cognitive neuroscience to understand how human factors flaw situational awareness and impact high risk decision making in other words this guy knows why you chose how much peanut butter you put on your peanut butter and jelly sandwich okay i'm just saying he's about the high risk stuff the big the heated things Uh, He's authored six books, and his training programs have been delivered to more than 90,000 students worldwide. He is a great man, and I am super excited that he and I have recently become friends because I just love talking to him, and I'm excited for you to hang out with us in the diner. Let's bring him out. My man, Dr. Rich Gassaway. How you doing, sir? (laughs) James, I was expecting you to – you disappointed me. I was expecting you to say, let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's that's just just as uh, just where my mind went when you were starting out and it's like okay we're getting in the ring we are getting in the ring i'm holding up the number one i'm walking around in a bikini i look great <laughs> oh some things you can't unsee you're right you are right and you are welcome both <laughs> well it's nice to be here with you i'm excited to have you man i'm excited to have you, Thank you. uh you know rich this this show is called diner talks with James. Uh, I believe that the best conversations we have in life are the ones that happen late at night that we didn't expect with the friends we never want to leave over the food that we probably shouldn't be eating. Um, And so I'm wondering if if you and I were hanging out late at night, uh, what would be, what would be your late night move? If you had to, if if you had to choose something, what would you get late at night to eat? Um, well, it's a toss up between a couple of things. One, it would either be a big old fat, juicy cheeseburger if the place was right yeah, yeah and uh and other and otherwise if it was like a greasy diner i might get i just i just might get like a full-on breakfast 
even mm -hmm. at midnight, you know, and just get the, the pancakes and bacon and eggs and just uh, have my breakfast before I go to bed. <laughs> get, get, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's called yeah. efficiency, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that way I can sleep in because I won't be hungry in the morning. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Set your alarm back another 45 minutes. <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to eat? Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we have to, maybe we have to, do we have to pair our meals? Is that what dudes do? We, no, we, they don't oh, do yeah, that. right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that. We're going to Lady in the Tramp the Dill Spear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for both of our hamburgers you know it's funny you know i moved, i was just telling you before we uh before we hit the recording button that i moved to minnesota recently and uh just in the last couple of years and i was surprised most places that i order burgers around here do the smash patties and mm. i love a good smash patty burger but i mean back in new york smash patties were very rare to get but they're the norm out here yeah. um and so uh it, it's it's caused me to grow my burger uh, my burger knowledge do you like more of like the what they call a steak burger it's a little bit thicker or do yeah. you like the smash patties yeah no i like the steak burger yeah yeah, yeah, me too. I like knowing I'm biting into something. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's easier yeah. to cook. It's easier to cook the temperature that way also. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I also love this breakfast. I love this breakfast for late night meal option too. The pancake. That's that's usually where I'm going. I'm going pancakes, uh, maybe eggs scramble with cheese. Um, yeah. but here's 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 what I want you. I want you to let people in a little little secret about you. Uh <clears throat> and I'll share mine if you share yours. Now, uh, but now when you when you put a little syrup on your pancakes, is some of that syrup getting onto the sausage or onto the eggs, or are you yeah. keep those separate? It's getting it's getting onto the meat. It doesn't get onto the eggs, but okay. it gets it gets onto the bacon or the sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a pro tip. That's a pro tip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I miss yeah, I miss late night diners living here uh, in the Twin Cities. There, I mean, there's a couple. Mickey's is open late, um, and obviously there's Perkins and a couple places like that. But there's there's nothing. I mean, you've been to you've been to New York. You showed me a great picture behind you of you working with FDNY. Um, so uh, so you know what a great New York diner is. More mirrors than you knew existed, um, and uh, and open twenty four hours. So I miss those experiences. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna find. You're not gonna find that too many places in the twin cities well you might somewhere maybe in minneapolis but you know st paul pretty much rolls the streets up at, at yes. 9 9 yep. p.m yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the capital uh only only for uh, 18 hours a day or something right right 12, exactly. yeah, 12 hours a day yeah <laughs> uh, that's awesome now are you born and raised out here in in minnesota or where are you from no originally? no i grew up in uh, northern West Virginia, about uh, 25 minutes from Pittsburgh. Okay. So there's a little little piece of West Virginia that kind of juts straight up, if you ever look at it on a map. And I'm I'm a, I lived in that city that within five minutes you could go from Ohio to West West Virginia to Pennsylvania in <laughs> at about about a five minute span of time. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I started out in Pitts in the Pittsburgh area and lived there till I was, um, 20 until I was 28. Oh, okay. So yeah. you, you spent some time in that area for sure. Yeah. Did you move from, uh, from small town, uh, West Virginia? Did you move towards, towards Pittsburgh? Do you actually live in Pittsburgh? No, no, I, I lived, uh, I lived in the town that I, that I grew up in until, until I, uh, until, okay. I, until I moved to Ohio. 
Yeah, yeah. I got some friends on the uh, on the other corner, I would say, on the southern border um, uh, over in Morganton in West Virginia. So uh, Morgantown, Morgantown, Morgan, Morgantown. That's where Morgantown, I went. Morgantown. Thank you. Yeah, that's where I went to school. OK, you went to WVU. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great school. Yeah. Uh, terrible sports. Um, and uh, <laughs> good at partying. <laughs> great party. Consistently ranked top five. Consistently. Uh, yeah. hey. that's it. <laughs> Freshman year, best three years of my life. <laughs> Take, let's let's go even back further past freshman year tell me you know growing up uh when when you were younger uh growing up in west virginia what what did you want to be when you grew up because i mean you obviously went on to be a fire chief and a first responder and that's what you know, a lot of five-year-olds put on the hat and they pretend like they, they want, you know, they want to be a fireman because that's a career that they know and they got these sweet trucks and, um, you know, they're, they're rolling down the street and they're, they're local heroes. Right. And so it's, it is a, uh, it's something that a lot of young kids want to do, but it isn't necessarily something that everybody continues on to actually then become obviously. So, so for you, what was that journey like? Yeah, that wasn't my story at all. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Perfect. And, uh, no, I, uh, I had really, uh, really no interest of being a firefighter until um, January of my senior year of high school, we had a fire at my house mm. and the fire department responded and they did such an amazing job and made my family feel so good that I knew right then, because at that point I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but I knew right then that's what I wanted to do. <clears throat> I wanted to serve people the way they had served my family. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know at the time that it was a volunteer fire department because I didn't really have any interest in it. So when I, went and joined. I thought I was going there to get a job if they would hire me, but actually it was volunteer. And, and, uh, so I joined the volunteer ranks of mm -hmm. that fire department and was there. Um, that, that's where I spent my first 10 years. Uh, then I, well, I, when I went to college at WVU in Morgantown, I joined the fire department that was in the city adjoining Morgantown and I was a volunteer there for the whole time I was in college, too. So I was actually serving mm -hmm. on two fire departments. But to complicate that, in both cities, both my hometown and where I went to school, the MS service was separate. So I became an EMT, and then I went to night school. And while I was going to day school at WVU, I went to night school and became a paramedic. So then I joined the EMS service in both my hometown and in... Well, it was Montague County, which is where Morgantown is. So I was serving two fire departments, two EMS services, and occasionally even going to class and, <laughs> and, and trying to learn something formally while, yeah. I, while I was in college. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. I was learning a lot. I, you know, as you look back, you know, you, you think about that time that was kind of like your defining moments of. You know, geez, if I had known that these were some of the best times of my life, I might have might have appreciated them more in the moment. I don't know if mm -hmm. we really do that or not. But <laughs> it sounds good. It, sounds yeah, real good, though, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it sounds good when you get older. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they really were some of the best times of my life. And I was learning a lot and um, really, really having a lot of fun. It's even though it's risky work and mm -hmm. it sometimes can really 
it can really suck to see the worst of humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> under certain circumstances. It, it really is very rewarding and a lot of fun. And really some of the best people that I've ever met were police officers and firefighters and EMS uh, responders. It's, it's really been a blessed life to, to start that early. And I, I, so that's essentially what I've done for my, my entire, entire adult life yeah well hey i have to stretch call myself adult when i'm well, doing yeah, that sure, yeah, yeah. i can edit that part out <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah. Beep. <laughs> i don't bleep anything else any other word you want to say is fine but i'll cut okay. I'll, yeah. yeah we bleep that adult word <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that is incredible so you're a volunteer uh uh, paramedic at, at home and in this county, and you're a volunteer firefighter at home and in this county. Yep. I mean, we really got to work on your selfishness. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, this is really, this is getting out. I could, I didn't, I didn't think we were going to have to call you out here. Um, but uh, no, that's, that's incredible. So, but it's fascinating that, you know, that it wasn't till this moment where you did, you had no idea what you wanted to be when you grew up. I mean, I'm sure you mm-hmm. had some fun ideas here and there that bounced around with fleeting, fleeting ideas, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then it wasn't until this, this pinnacle moment where your family's uh, house catches on fire and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, the way that the responders came and showed up for you and your family emotionally and physically, I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, really was transcendent for you Yep. before then as, as a, as a younger kid, were you, uh, like, were you playing sports? Were you like, what were you, what, what were you, what were you doing? Yep. Um, my, yeah, I had a, a brother who was just uh, two years older than me. So mm-hmm. pretty much everything we did growing up, we did together, but with other friends. And, uh, you know, we, we, I played, um, what we'd call little league baseball, basketball. Uh, when I got in high school, I was on the golf team, the tennis mm-hmm. team, um, um, and those, those were the main sports that I did, you know, yeah. through, through youth. Um, so you did all, you did all the things, um, yeah. and yeah, which is great, right? Yeah. I, I also played a little high school golf and I tried out for the basketball team every year, never made it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but, uh, cause it's jumpers silky. Okay. Rich silky <laughs> jumper. Um, and, uh, <laughs> But uh, I made the. It's funny. I made the cut every time. But then when actually the second cut, the one who actually made the team. Now every time I just I just didn't get. I was always it was always one of it was always like five or whatever. Just didn't get it in. But uh, anyway, we don't need to talk about that. It's not about my trauma. Uh, let's talk about yours. No, um, no. <laughs> Do I need to lay down? <laughs> <laughs> Let me start this music. The soothing music for you. Uh, no. So that's awesome. You had you had an older brother. Um, and are you still are you still close with your older brother you know not 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 all that much i mean we we talk fairly often like texting back and forth but we don't really get together and do things you know he still lives backward in the the town that we grew up in as Mm -hmm. as everybody does you know i'm the i'm the black sheep i moved away (laughs) (laughs) i i as they would say i left the valley (laughs) uh, you know nobody does that but i did yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's still there, and we we uh, you know we chat f- fairly regularly, but mm-hmm. we don't really uh, get together too much, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Life our, is, our, life our is lives, happened. Yeah, yeah, our lives kind of just grew apart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, take me back to your, your, your at, uh, you're at WVU, your first year. Yep. You didn't know what you wanted to do. You you found a passion in uh, in, in in first responder life. Yep. Is that is that was at that time? Did it feel like was it a hobby? And you were majoring in finance, or were you or were you starting to kind of go that even direction with some of your schooling? Like, yeah. you know, what were you studying at that point? Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive, James. Because I majored in finance. Did you really? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, because that was all volunteer work, I knew I'd have to do something to, mm-hmm. you know, pay the bill, so to speak. Yeah. So um, at that time, I really, strangely, didn't have an ambition to have the fire service be a career. I was very content being a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I majored in finance and when I graduated from uh, WVU, I actually went to work in banking and mm-hmm. worked my first six years of my full-time work <clears throat> post-graduation was in banking. Yeah. Um, but the, it, as time went on, um, I would be sitting there in the bank and I'd hear a fire truck go down the street. <laughs> and I think to myself, I'm supposed to be out there, not mm. in here. Yeah. And uh, so at the uh, age of 28, I started applying for uh, fire chief's jobs because I'd been in the business for 10 years and throw onto that that the bank so generously paid for me to get an MBA, <laughs> thinking that I was going to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yep. laughs> uh, so with the MBA and the 10 years experience, I started applying for fire chief's jobs and I, and I landed one in Ohio and I, I quit the bank and started that, that started, that was 1989. Okay. And I started my full-time service in 1989 at a department just outside of Akron, Ohio. Wow. So prior to that point, prior to that point, you were only volunteering. Yep. It was only volunteer. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. That's incredible. You know, yep. Uh, we uh, in my hometown, we had we definitely had some volunteer firefighters, uh, and then we also had, I believe we had some, some full time firefighters as well. It was kind of, it was a mixture um, in our in our hometown, and and I believe. Um, but for you, uh, I guess, or if you could, if you could uh, just to teach us a little bit about that, sure. you know, what is what is the life of a volunteer firefighter look like? Is it no matter what you're doing, if the pa- you know, if the pager goes off, the beeper, if the phone goes off, are you like I got to leave my teller job and get out on the road, or is it do you have shifts that you're sitting at the house, or yeah. like you know what what is what does that world look like? Yeah, there's <laughs> that's a great question because there's a lot of variation mm-hmm. as to to what it looks like. There are um, basically three classifications <clears throat> when it comes to those who do it less than full time. There's the true volunteer. You do it for no pay. You carry a pager. And if you're able to respond when there's a call, you know, like if you're at work and you're in your company allows you to leave, well, then, you know, then you can leave. But if your company doesn't allow you to leave, well, then you just don't leave during work. That's a true volunteer. Then there's what's called paid paid on call or paid mm-hmm. for call. So you're not paid anything usually like for training, you're not paid, but if there's a call and you respond, you get um, 
pay usually usually not very much you know at, right. at the time it would have been like you know two dollars an hour to <laughs> it would be your 